Hi, everybody. How are we doing? Guess who this is? I'll give you a choice. Harris Burke and Ophidia Lady. Harris Burke Eichler. The Red. Or all of the above. Okay, you got it. That's true. One and the same. Harris Burke and Ophidia Lady, I think, will go a lot further, though. In fact, after 120 years, that is what they ask for, what's meant. So the Sukkim that we say, it's on Esrit, so that we know exactly what our name is. You know why that is? Because there's a pachad nerah when a person reaches Oilam Emma. And when that happens, the person is going to be so frightened, they are not even going to be able to remember their name unless they have special person, which I hope we do have and will have. I think one of the species that all of us have is that we're B'nai and B'nai Torah. So I'd like to know if you're out there today, and actually I have a request for you. That is as follows. March 28th this year, Tuesday morning, sometime between a quarter to eight, forty-nine in the morning. And it was an Imus in the morning show, which I just happened to be turning to. I don't listen to it regularly, nor do I recommend anybody do that. And that's not Russian horror, that's with Ellis, because after what I'm about to tell you, you understand it further. There were some anti-Semitic remarks made. Perhaps they thought they were making them in jest, but they didn't sound like... Um, the type of joke that any thinking, committed Jewish person or decent person of any other religion would tolerate. If it had been made in the same zone for members of the African-American people to Christians, Muslims, or anybody else, I think they would have met with a tremendous outcry. I requested a copy of the air check for a client and for someone else I knew who was interested in advertising. At first, they were ready and willing to give it. But then I got a note saying that, why did I want it, and they weren't ready to release it. Here's what my request is to you. Anybody out there in our jail listening audience, if you can, in a discreet way, now, let's say going to podcast of the ABC radio, March 28th, Tuesday morning, sometime between a quarter to eight in the morning and a quarter to nine. I think more than likely it was between a quarter to eight and eight o'clock a.m. segment. And the statements that we're looking for where a person made a very anti-Semitic reference to a Jewish supermarket and to a derogatory term Applied to uh, to a Jewish man as well. Now, if you can find it, identify it. I would like to be able to get a copy of it, and I will um, send you, Renetter, twenty five dollars, as either as a money order or a credit for whatever your favorite pizza or grocery store is. In your 
to send it to me at D-I-C-H-L-E-R-Media at gmail.com. You can reach me on my listen line, 848-221-4605. I would like to know that you're out there today because J-Rude is building this audience, as you know. I would certainly like you to participate in supporting J-Rude by sending a contribution to J-Rude Radio. You can talk to me about anything that's on your mind. My coaching lines are open, now certified by the International Coaching Federation, which doesn't necessarily qualify me to know everything. As I told you before, you can talk to me about anything, even though I don't know everything. That's why I call myself the Red. The Red for the cause, and the cause is you. I want to thank you for joining the revolution right here in J-Roo. All right, so if you got something on your mind right now, talking about how Yontif was, what did the the, the Yontif of Pesach mean to you personally? What does it mean to you? What are your goals between now and Shulis in terms of working on the Midos that the era represents for all of us? You can reach me here on Jiru, 718-683-5858-718-683-5858. And if you find that clip by going to any service, maybe looking for a podcast on Tuesday morning, March 28th, WABC Radio, the I Miss in the Morning broadcast. I believe it was between... 7.45 in the morning and 8.40 and and uh, 9 o'clock. I'm, I'm more prone to think that it was closer to the quarter to 8 in the morning and 8 in the morning. You might be able to get up and going to podcast on that day. If you can identify something, I'd like your reaction to it. I'd like you to send it to me. And then we can talk about it further because uh, I did notify Theo. I don't know if they did anything about it. But you and I both know all that's required for evil to exist is for good men, good people, to remain quiet. Don't stand ivy by the blood of your, of your fellow men, if they're human beings. How somebody had the audacity to make a statement and how they could just say it without uh, any compunction, without any fear of repercussion, pretty amazing to me, especially in a time where people are supposedly so politically correct and sensitive to others. I'm pretty sure that if a statement like that had been made against me, African-American community, against the Christian community, against the Muslim community, against any other segment of, or member of, a, of our great American society. It would have been a task. In fact, um, I'm this was a task years ago. He was taken off the air for, um, I think, a, a, um, a less volatile student. So it was pretty volatile against uh, Afro-American, African-American women. 
All right, let me know. Meanwhile, we'd like to hear from you today on JRU, the station that does listen to you. So let us know that you're out there today, Habibis, 718-683-5858. Let me know what's on your mind, what's on your heart, what's troubling you in the shunner. Again, I don't claim to know everything, but you can talk to me about anything. Parents be the red, licensed by the state of awareness to live life to its fullest, the Israel Tashem. How about our audience constituency made up, comprised of mothers? Do you feel great about your role as a mother? Do you accept it lovingly, happily, or with drudgery and just that's just the way it goes, you got to do it type of thing? So let me give you a little list. Rabbi Zelot Pliskin, in the portion that we're now, Tazria and Mitzoro. Right at the top of Parsha's Tazria. Tazero v'nei Yisrael v'nei Isha ki Tazria, Yolda Zachem, Tomei Shivas Yomim. Where would you learn out from this that the highest and noblest obligation anybody should have, well, a woman, actually, is motherhood? My Yiddish mama, I'm as a Remember that? Motherhood is the highest and noblest obligation. So, the Abish says, speak to the Nei Israel, saying, when a woman conceives and gives birth to a male, then she shall be in a state of tumor seven days. All right. Are you ready for this? Moms, whatever age you are, however many kids you have, mothers-to-be and those who have not yet been blessed with children, but anybody who even yearns to have a child or somebody who gives the duck at the health children, but who respects and understands the sanctity of motherhood, particularly Jewish motherhood, this is for you. Rabbi Shimshin Raphael Hirsch wrote, by the use of the expression Tazria here, which only occurs elsewhere in Beratius, in um, chapter 1, 11 and 12, referring to the activity of plants for the continuation of their species, the mother's role in producing progeny is looked at as a purely material physiological process. And with that one word, the whole idea of tummy is shown in purity. The highest and noblest occupation on which the whole future of the human race is built, says Rapshift and Raphael Hirsch, and in which the whole constitution of womanhood finds its purpose and goal is the process of the production of a new human being. Man originally grows and exists like a plant founder, and the noblest and most glorious name that the human tongue can utter is mother. 
Mami. Mama. Ima. Reminds us at the same time of the purely physical, unfree process of human origin. If anywhere, it's surely here, says Rabbi Hirsch of Tom, that the fact must be established. And in spite of this, once he's born, man, and that means a man or woman, is a morally free agent. Above all, the mother herself, under the fresh impression of her passively and painfully having to submit to the forces of physical laws which Hashem put into the world, at the most sublime procedure of her earthly calling, has to reestablish again the consciousness of her own spiritual height. And only after this impression of lack of freedom, the lack of freedom of will, as it were, has completely passed away as she, by virtue of a Corbin, an offering, to undertake to allow herself of her own volition, her own free will, to give herself up to the whole spiritual height of her calling of woman and mother, which is now beginning again with all its momentous and often painful moments, and to allow herself to re-enter the sanctuary of holy, happy, faithfulness to duty. What eloquent words by Rabbi Shimshon Raphael Hirsch. What an accolade to the Jewish woman, to the Jewish mother, Yeshkayach, Yeshkayach, you ladies. To Jewish mothers, to Jewish women, wherever you are. Those who are mothers and grandmothers, those who yearn to be. The Jewish woman, nobility, the highest occupation anybody could obtain, and even aspiring to that, is in itself an accomplishment. Yeshakaya, ladies. Yeshakaya. V, a.k.a. the Red, thanks for joining me. Okay, what do you think of that? A thought? A comment? Our number here, 718-683-5858. How about calling and making contributions with your support to JRU just to say, hey, JRU, we really like what you're doing. We want you to keep going because you've got great programming. And we know that you're here for us. The station that listens to you. J-Root. Bringing you home. Where you need to be. Where you want to be. Herod's B. Saying B. All. You. Can be. All right. So I'd like to hear from you. I'm going to ask our executive producer, Ron. Uh, are we allowed to still hear music during the sphere here? Are we doing music? 
now only acapella? Well, you know, we're going to find out. If it is a sphere, so the question is if we do if we're doing acapella. If we're doing acapella, Ron's going to put on something. If we're not doing it, I'll be back doing it anything. But if we are doing it, I'll be back a little bit later. After you hear it, and we've got a great divorce over for you about learning from Aaron O'Coin to make peace between people, even at the price, and this is a finish, of what may seem to appear distorting the truth. Even though we know it says Midrashekra remain distant from from uh, anything um, false. Midrashekra, from anything false, Distance yourself. Yet, we're going to learn from Aaron Akonji that when it comes to making peace between people, a person might be allowed to distort the truth for the sake of peace. We have to see exactly what that means. So we'll be back right after this. But let's hear from you. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Green lights, red head, parents, B, a.k.a. the red, licensed by the state of awareness. There is Rattishan. To live life to the max. Whatever that means, and I'm going to tell you what it means. It means the geschmack of learning and living Torah. There's nothing else like it. No money in the world can buy it. Not a Lexus, a Schnexus. A Jaguar. Oh, ooh, I don't know what else you could do. Nice, nice one. But it's not going to buy you happiness. You like it, try it. But it's not going to buy you happiness. It won't buy you nitskid. Because when that metal, that metal rusts, rust, when that metal rusts, and it's just another piece of junk on the road, it's not going to take you what we got to go. It won't give you satisfaction. Nobody ever wrote on their Mitzvah. He had three houses in Florida, owned an island off the Caribbean, and drove a Maserati. They don't put that on Doomsday. I mean, I've seen some other pretty whack things, but I don't think they write that. That's not what you want in the Mitzvah. All right. What do you want? No, you don't want to say this. How do you, would you like to remember? That's one of the things we're going for. All right, Iran, let's take away a little acapella if we have it, and we'll be back soon. And give us a call. I'd like you to call us now or during or after. 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Talk lines, listen lines. J-Root is open. We are here for you, the station that does listen to you. We'll be back with more. We might say that there is be. Stay with me. Oh, 
and thank you very much. I wonder, in these days of Sphera, as we listen to words of Torah and to those things which are supposed to elevate us, make us bigger, better as Jewish men and Jewish women, no matter what our age, young, middle-aged, old age, everyone has a purpose in life. And our job is to make our souls the best that we can possibly be. What was that line from Dr. Seuss, which is by no means, you know, Jeremy Sinai, but he did have a very interesting take on things. It says, Yesh Kachman Vagoyim, is there's no doubt that it's truer than true. There's no one youier than you. I thought that was so cute. I saw it in uh, one of my kids' houses, my married children, downstairs in a in a, in a playgroup situation. And it was obviously meant to decorate and add a nice milieu to the uh, to the to the kids' playroom. But I thought it was very very poignant. There is no one younger than you. You are the only you. A cottage bark will put you in the world to achieve your mission. And you know what? You can discover what that is by scrutinizing yourself, thinking what's important to you, and by discussing it with Das Torah, who will be very happy based on what they know about you. And of course, distilling their own views through the holy eyes that they possess through the, the the holy ears that they have by virtue of what they listen to. And you know what I'm talking about. We've all met people whose lives are immersed in, dedicated to, and totally given over to living, learning, embodying, and conveying Torah. Now, that means when you look at a great person, let's say, for example, somebody from a previous generation, a bunch of stuff. If you were in his presence, you understood that you were in the presence of somebody that was holy. You understood that this was a person who, whatever they said, was based on a clarity and purity of all his senses a refinement of those senses, an elevation of those senses, a sanctification of those senses, because they were refined, distilled, immersed in, imbued with, overflowing with the bounty and wisdom of their doctor. There are people like that today. You know who they are. And you know how to have access to it. They are there for you. Take advantage of that. Discover your mission. Fulfill your mission with happiness and Jesus. Learn from Aaron Akonsh to make peace between people, even at the price of supporting the truth. The rabbi of Alexander commented on the Pusset 
Adam ki yihiyya ba'or. He will, a man shall have in the skin of his flesh a swelling, a scab or a bright spot. And it be in the skin of his flesh the plague of Sorachat. Then he shall be brought to Aaron Akonim, or to one of his sons, the Kohanim. Now, the rabbi of Alexander, the Ketanik Tavaretha, commented on this passage. As I'll state that Tzorach is an affliction that comes because a person spoke Lushan Hoya against others. When people say negative things about others, they frequently rationalize that it's proper to them to say what they're saying. Hey, why is this going to do that? One common excuse is that they're telling the truth. Hey, I'm not telling you Russian horror. It's true. The other person has done so much wrong that it's important to publicize what a bad person he or she is. They claim that they are actually performing a mitzvah. A Navera, please, it's a mitzvah. Get out of here. Although their claims might sound good at first, you know what they do? They cause much hatred, quarrels, and pain. Oh, Lena. Therefore, a person with Saras was sent to Aaron Akrains. Why? One of the traits of Aaron was that he did everything he could to make peace between people even exaggerated, and told what would be considered untrue in order to bring about peaceful relationships between people. Whenever people quarreled, he would tell both sides that the other side was saying kind of positive things about them. They're only saying nice things about them. When someone was told that the person was speaking positively about him, really? He? He said that nice thing about me? Oh. Then he automatically felt positive about the other person. And you know what? This greatly improved their relationship. This was a lesson that Aaron would give to the person who spoke against others. Do not justify your harming and wronging others by claiming that you want to publicize the truth. Do all that is in your power to help people feel love for one another. Obviously, sir. Rabbi Zelikistin tells about a certain Elmano, a widow, who lived in a rented apartment in B'nai Brock. Now a quarrel rose between her and the owner of the apartment over about the 50 days. How is it, lady? You owe me 50 liters, and you have to have it. Or else, get out. Now, that may not seem like a lot of money now, but it was a lot of money then. So, whatever you think in your mind would be a significant amount of money, that, that's what it was. Now, the Omana, the widow, claimed she didn't owe the money. She didn't owe the money. And she wasn't going to pay it. Not because she didn't want to, but she felt he clearly did not owe it. Now, the owner of the apartment took her to, this was the first problem, to a secular court, instead of going to a basin or settling it like a mesh. And you know what? That secular court ruled that she had to leave the apartment. Now, I guess this must have been the time where there were British police. Because English policemen immediately forced the widow out 
And you know what these Rishoyim did? They threw out all of the furniture onto the street. How, how sad. But a chutzpah. And then some high-headed people who felt sorry for the widow, and they were ready to beat up the owner of the apartment. But just in time, somebody came up with the sobering suggestion that they could sell to Kazimish. So both parties agreed to discuss the matter with the Kazimish and follow whatever he said as directed. Okay, that was mentioned. The people who accompanied the widow were furious at the lack of compassion of the owner and didn't conceal her anger when they spoke up on her behalf. And then the owner gave his version of the situation. He claimed that she owed him the money, and he had no choice but to act the way he did. Now listen to this. To the surprise of those standing there, the Chazanish, who was at that time the Gadolador, Anish Tzadik, Anish Kachum, Anish Novum, beyond reproach. You know what his response was? To the landowner, the land, land landlord? You're right. You're right. Now, how do you understand that? So those who came with the widow remained silent, even though they were flabbergasted over the Kazanish's agreeing with the owner. Then the Kazanish called over each of the sides separately and convinced them to give in a little bit in order to work out a compromise. He said that he would hold the money the widow would give him for the owner and would hand it over to him, to the owner, as soon as the widow moved back into the apartment. He did this because he convinced the widow to pay 15 lirs. And she thought the owner was willing to give up 35 lirs. The Khazanish had the owner agree to accept 40 lirs, which the owner thought the widow would be paying. Meanwhile, listen to this. The Khazanish, who had only five lirs himself, borrowed 20 lirs, which he would pay back little by little. Neither the owner nor the widow realized that the Kazanish was paying the money himself. Do you realize what, what he did? The Kazanish had the owner agree to accept 40 lirs. The widow agreed to pay 15. The Kazanish borrowed 20. And he paid it. After the owner and widow left, the Kazanish called over those who came with the widow and explained why he agreed, why, why he appeared to agree with the owner. Listen to what he told them. Listen to the sensitivity. Listen to the depth of perception. Insight. He said as follows. The owner has a weak heart. And if his integrity would have been questioned, it might have killed him. I was forced to sound as if I agreed with him, even though he acted improperly. We must still save his life. Look it up for yourself. Per Hadur, Volume 3, 161 to 162, brought down by Rabbi Zell's system. And if you're out there, you have to respond to that.
Do you think we would be able to do something like that? What do you think about that story? Come on. Share something with us or something similar. The idea that somebody would be so sensitive to assume that role, the places to take the responsibility and even to bend the truth at that moment for the sake of peace. Our number here is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. And if you'd like me to come speak at one of your groups on a topic of your choice, be my pleasure. So now in our coaching and uh, speaking mode, which we're always in that thing. (laughs) Give me a call on my uh, coaching hotline, 848-221-4605. 848-221-4605. Whatever the size of your group, we'll be happy to give you something that will hopefully motivate, inspire, and help whatever it is that you are trying to promote in a kosher and uplifting way. Our number here at Cheney, 718-683-5858. So wherever you are, we'd like to know how you're listening to us now, on a mobile app or on a phone or on online. Give us a call right now, 718-683-5858. You can always send a welcome contribution to help sponsor some of the great things that are going on here at JRoot. And if you call us, we'll be tell, happy to tell you how to do that. Happy to discuss anything that's on your mind. This is Clarence B. A.K.A. the Reb. The Reb with the cause. And the cause is you. To live a life of meaning, value, and purpose. So what do you think about that story about the Cosmiche and the landlord and the owner? What What are your thoughts on it? Does it mean something to you in particular? What are your thoughts about the nobility of Jewish motherhood? Are you a Jewish mom or grandmother? How do you feel about that role? How do you feel if you're a man about the respect, admiration that you have for your wife, your sister, your aunts, your grandmother, your parents, and their capacity as Jewish moms? All right. 718-683-5858, Give us a ring or call wherever you are in the world. Right here on J-Boots. Thank you for listening to you. 718 We'd love to know that you're out there. It would be helpful for us for a number of reasons, and you would enjoy it as well. 718-683-5858, Terrence V, a.k.a. The Rib. The Reb Pollution. We'll be back with more after this. Oh. 
shiru shiru yato bonim shiru namele yato bonim shiru 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 namele besiferes Shreya Bodov 
from meeting his or her responsibility. That's right. You feel good. It is pleasurable. It is enjoyable when we meet our responsibility. And as grown-ups, as people who behave as grown-ups, we don't need others to keep us on track to do them. You don't have to be forced to do them. The more pleasure you feel when meeting your obligations, the more motivated you will be to meet them. Now think about this. A great dynamic for living. Rabbi Zelig Piston, one of the great thinkers and inspirational motivators or motivational inspirators, whichever one you want. He is Gevaldic. The more pleasure you feel when meeting your obligations, the more motivated you will be to meet them. Can you tell me an example of when you feel good about meeting your obligations? Call me right now, and I would like to send you, um, let's see, what can I deliver pretty easily? I'll tell you what. You call me now and tell me how you feel pleasure meeting your obligations. And then you email me a, the name of a restaurant or your uh, contact information. You get two slices of pizza and uh, and a soft drink at a place near you. But you got to call me right now. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Now, heeding my own advice, think before you speak. We learned that from this passage that says, the picture of a man who takes to him was to be purified two birds, alive and pure. So Rashi says, the reason birds were taken for the process of purifying the material was because birds constantly chirp. Since Saras comes from speaking Russian horror, which is a matter of chattering, the material needed birds for his atonement. Rabbi Yurukum above has commented on this, that the Torah is giving us a key insight into what lies behind the person speaking against others. The root of the problem is that the person keeps on talking without thinking about what he's saying. Just as birds keep making noises, so too, this person is just making a lot of noise. The person needs to think about the goals of what he's about to say. Before you speak, we need to ask ourselves, what is the purpose of what I'm about to say? What will it accomplish? What effect will it have? What is the purpose of what I'm about to say? What will it accomplish? What effect will it have? I want you to practice this. Before you say anything to anybody, ask yourself, what's the purpose of what I'm about to say? Is it to get my wife to do something? Is it to just let her know that I don't like something? Is it to motivate my child to do their homework? I just want to let them know I'm upset. What do I want to accomplish by the words I'm about to say? What will it accomplish? What effects will it have? Purpose? accomplishments, and effects. Purpose, 
for what I'm about to say, what will it accomplish? What effect will it have? P-A-E. Hey, does it pay to say what I'm about to say? What is the purpose? What do I want to accomplish? What will be the, the effect? Does it pay? P. A. E. Think about that next time you're about to say something. Rabban Mukhanachachan of Yushalayim was a close friend of Rabbi Mitzi and Yadlin. They would discuss ways they could work on self-improvement, especially regarding the speech at home. Rabbi Mitzi would say that when a husband comes home and asks his wife, Well, what's there to eat for supper? And what'd you cook today, huh? And what'd you cook today, dear? This question is superfluous. Totally unnecessary. Well, what do you mean? I want to know what there is to eat. What'd you cook? Hey, 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 slow down. Whatever has been prepared for you, or wasn't, you're soon going to find out. These types of questions can easily lead to angle and quarrels. Now, this was known long ago by Chazal, which is why a lot of people say, have a light snack before you come home. Don't eat too much so if she did make something, say, oh, sorry, I already ate. But just have something that will fill you so you won't be irritated and grumpy. So what's the point of saying, what's the supper, dear? So what'd you cook? What do we got tonight? Don't say it. Whatever is there, whatever is not there, you're going to find out very soon and be happy about it. You like that idea? Right. You like it, you'll see. All right. Well, I didn't hear from you, so I think I'm going to, well, I'm placing right now. Um, so I'm not going to get myself to slice right now. But all right, I answered the question. So I'm going to get myself a slice of pizza between better. Thank you very much. Are you out there? I know you are. I mean, I know I think you are. But we would like to know. You know why? Because we're a radio station. And we'd like to make sure that the people that we're talking to are out there. So would you come on a call already? 718-683-5858. You can always reach me on my private coaching line. 848-221-4605. I want to thank you, Ron, for doing such a wonderful job today. And to all our friends at Gregory, we are the station that does listen to you. And we thank you for listening to us. We would like to know that you're there. So how about doing that? Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, we want to thank you. I wish you a great British. E.R. The Rosh Hashanah, some people say if it rains on the first day of E.R., today's going to be the 30th, tomorrow we count the first day, day, but any drop of rain, it's brought down in a certain forum. You can find out where. Open your mouth and let some raindrops go in. It's supposed to portend very well for Segula, for anything that we have with it. The best Segula. Learning Torah. Stopping to cut it This is Terrence B. A.K.A. The Left. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for being with us on Jerry. Green light. Straight ahead. Keep on smiling. Keep on going. Good night, New York. And I guess well getting into the morning and you show lion. Wherever you are, you should be happy. You should be successful. 
be the sweetness of her. And remember, in the words of Hillel, the rest is commentary. Now go ahead and learn it.